I'm just presenting the debate. But it's like, well, no one has heard of these pills before you told me about them. So it's like she's introducing this guy into American homes and saying, like, there's some chance that he's a miracle healer. And I don't think that she's taking that responsibility seriously at all. You know, as you were saying that, I was realizing that that, like, people are talking, some people are saying this, really goes on our list of, like, now that's what I call maintenance phase. Oh, my God, I know. If you can't cite, like, who's talking and who's saying what, if you just say people are talking and then you say a bunch of stuff, then the people who are talking are pretty much just you. Yeah. And, I mean, the the example that they always use in journalism is, you know, if one person says it's raining outside and the other person says it's sunny outside, your job as a journalist is not to report what both people are saying. Your job is to fucking go outside. Yeah. That is supposed to be what journalism is. But because we have sort of these precepts of objective journalism, which we could do easily like 10 entire episodes on, (laughs) journalists often do take this stance of I'm just reporting on the debate. And they think that that's the responsible way to do it when the actual responsible thing to do is to investigate this person before you put them on your show and before you bring them this extra level of visibility. We keep coming back to Oprah as journalism, which Mm. I have a point to make. (laughs) I still still disagree because – Even if Oprah says, well, this person says this and this person says that, all of those people are potentially still going to watch the show and be the audience that is driving up the advertising fees. Mm. Like it makes, it makes sense in that kind of capitalist framework of we don't care who the audience is or what they actually think. Yeah. And Mm. we can make that clear by saying there's a debate. Right. Well, we see this so much, too, that people who are de facto playing a journalism role in people's lives, like informing the public on issues of public concern, will deliberately reject the title of journalism because they know journalist comes with it a set of ethics and a set of norms. Uh People are getting their information from Oprah's show. Right. I think you're right that she wouldn't necessarily identify as a journalist. But what she is doing is journalism in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's clip time. Ooh. This is a clip from the infamous 2010 Do You Believe in Miracles episode. Oh, God. What you were describing. So you obviously didn't have the same kind of experience. He didn't cut on you other than the, the nose probing. And you still have cancer, yeah. uh, stage four cancer. So... Everybody that comes isn't healed. Right. That's correct. Why? I have no way to understand that. I think that's where we need to do the research. I I think that every case is so individual. One person can come before John of God with a particular illness and be given one prescription. The next person can have that very same illness and be given a very different prescription. It's very individual. Mm -hmm. One person can be told to go meditate. And we all, it's the journey of a soul. Mm-hmm. And we all are trying to use the illness mm-hmm. to learn something that is unique to our particular situation, I believe. Woof. Okay, so the panel that she has, the woman who she gestures to is Susan Casey. She is the woman who went to John of God for grief over her father's death. And the excerpt that we read earlier was from her Oprah Magazine article, which we're going to talk about in great detail in a second. The dude on the panel is Jeff Rediger, who I think is at Harvard. I genuinely don't know, like, where to put him on the sort of doctor versus grifter spectrum. He has written a book on this thing called Spontaneous Healing, which is a real thing. 
that there are quite a few medical conditions where like some people just get better. Huh. You know, when I was doing research for the Tuskegee experiment, one third of people with long-term syphilis, like they just don't have it anymore. And we don't actually really know why. Hmm. He calls that spontaneous healing. I, I think there's like definitely a grifter aspect to this entire field. But then like, it's actually like a legitimate medical phenomenon that like, I don't think is very well understood. Yeah, I mean... This is like part of where all of these kind of miracle cures things show up and so many grifters show up, right? There is still so much that we just don't know about medicine. There's so much yeah. that we don't know about physical and mental illness. Any place where we don't know, mm -hmm. we tend to sort of reach for, you know, almost like any port in a storm, right? Yeah. Which yeah. sort of opens up this whole world of totally unproven, totally untested yeah. kind of stuff. So I don't necessarily like begrudge this dude wanting to study that. Mm -hmm. It seems very strange to have someone who's studying that show up on Oprah yeah. on a show called Do You Believe in Miracles, right? Yes. I think it's it's a legitimate question to ask. I don't know if I agree with his answer <laughs> to that sure. question. No, of course. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah. And so the third person, whose name is Lisa Melman, is a South African woman who had breast cancer and went to see John of God. And she talks in this Oprah episode about how sort of she saw him. She underwent this long treatment in Brazil. She came back and her doctor said that her cancer was still metastasizing, but it sort of wasn't metastasizing as fast as they would have expected. And she, it appears, denied herself 